Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where our man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Before we take our seat, I want us to read our course scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 16. We will read it together from the screen. Hallelujah. Today I'm doing part three of pneumaticals. I'm going to talk about enhancing spiritual perception. Hallelujah. Last week I talked about how to perceive your spirit, the spiritual world. Today I'll be talking about enhancing the spiritual world hallelujah sorry enhancing your spiritual perception amen so let's go to first corinthians chapter 2 that we do from the verse 9 through to the verse 16 together together one go but as it is written i has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man that is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually deserved. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Slap your hands together, celebrate the Lord, and take your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want your excitement to be evident. Hallelujah. David said, Oh, how love I thy law. 
They are my meditation day and night. If you love the word of God, I want to see you smile and I want to, I want to have you give your best response to everything I say. Are you with me here? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we said from last week, in perceiving the spiritual world, we said that perception is the ability to understand or to become aware of something that goes beyond your immediate senses. So your eyes, your, your hearing, you know, normally. So now you are hearing me. But to perceive is to go beyond my voice and then see into my heart or into my intent. Are we, are we together? That is perception. And because we have been surrounded, okay, we are not living a natural life. Last week we said there is nothing that is physical which is just what it is. Anything that is physical is actually backed by a certain spiritual provision in order to guarantee the legality of that physical object. Are we together? In other words, there is nothing in the physical that has the legal permit to exist if not that there is a provision made for it in the spirit. So anytime the spiritual component of anything we see is taken away, that physical representation automatically leaves the physical realm. Are we together? Hallelujah. So to make proper use, to engage any physical activity or object to the fullness of its essence, you must first of all learn how to perceive in the spirit, what that physical object stands for. Because the Bible says from the days of creation, the spiritual, the power of God, the eternal essence of creation, they are made visible. They are understood by the things that are made or by the things that are created. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. So in order to handle anything physical, clothes, hallelujah, somebody's clothes makes her beautiful. Another person's clothes like Paul heals people. They are all physical things. But the important thing is that what is the spiritual makeup of that which is physical? And that is the journey we are taking. That you will come to that place where the environment that surrounds you become the point of contact to releasing God into your environment and to encountering God. Is somebody here with me? I pray for you that the physical will not be a limitation for you in Jesus' name. It will rather be a doorway, a gateway through which you encounter God, through which you, you release God, you release the anointing, the grace of God upon your life. Are we together? Hallelujah. A lot of us, our limitations are not spiritual. Our limitations are physical. 
But if you know how to handle the physical by properly learning how to discern, how to perceive the spiritual dimension of that physical thing. For everything we see, there is a larger component of it we don't see. Are we together? <laughs> Are we together? For everything that we see with our eyes in the physical, there is a larger component. There is a larger portion of it we don't see. So, true change emanates from the place of the unseen and manifests in the place of the seen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, when we talk about perception, you know, the word perception is primarily knowledge. Whether gained through sensory processes of the flesh or of the spirit. Remember, I told you that the senses that God has given the human being, they are not necessarily flesh or carnal senses. They are actually senses of the soul which are either engaged by the flesh or engaged by the spirit. So if your senses are engaged by your spirit, they become spiritual senses. Are we together? If your senses are engaged by the flesh, then they become carnal senses. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to look at the word perception. In the, in the New Testament, there are various words that are used for perception. In other words, knowledge. And that reveals four basic levels of perception that I want to talk about today quickly. Four levels of perception. Say with me, four levels of perception. So, to come to the place of knowing, don't forget the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 2, which we read, that we have received not the spirit of this world. Glory to God. You have not received the spirit of this world. But rather, you have received the spirit which is of God. So that you will know all things that are freely given to you of God. So, the chief essence of receiving the spirit that is of God is to bring you to the place of absolute knowledge. Say with me, absolute knowledge. So, the essence of receiving the Holy Spirit, the Spirit which is of God, is to know, not just know anything, but know everything that is freely given to you of God. So, the Spirit that is given to you is for your advantage to bring you into the knowledge of everything that God has given to you. The knowledge, the lack of which the Bible says, my people perish. Because if you don't know what God has freely given to you, it is likely somebody is going to manipulate you in order to give it to you. If you don't know what God has freely given to you, it is likely you are going to die whilst you are living with the very solution. And the key is knowledge. To know. So the Bible says that for lack of knowledge. In the book of Psalms, they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. Ah, he says that all the 
foundations of the earth. They are out of course. So when you see your life, sometimes there are things we want, but then we don't see how we can ever get them. It looks like your life has no structure. Your life is not following anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your life is not following any pattern. You don't even know what tomorrow holds. You don't have the luxury of even planning because you are so afraid of what next week will be like. You are so afraid of what next year will be like. Hallelujah. It is because the Bible said they know not. Neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. So you are walking, but then in darkness. The Bible said that all the foundations of the earth, they are out of course. Says that I have said, that means that there is a certain record, but the people did not know. Says I have said, say with me, I have said. Who said it? God said it. Says that I have said that ye are gods. Give us that scripture. Ye are gods and ye are children of the most high. Ye are gods. I have said that people did not know. God said it, but they did not know. Amen. God said it, but they did not know. And when they did not know, look at what happened. He says that, I have said, ye are gods, and ye are children of the most high. But because you don't know, because you don't understand, because you are walking in darkness, he says that, you will die like near men. <laughs> you will do what? You will die like near men. And you will fall like one of the princes. You are not ordinary. Tell somebody you are not ordinary. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? You are not ordinary. God has not made you to just come on the face of the earth and become part of the statistics. So when we are counting Ghanaians, then you are also part. You are number thousand and something. That is not what you are. You are special. Hallelujah. You have been created by God. Say, what is man that thou art mindful of him? So God has a certain mind about you. He has a certain script he has written concerning you. Hallelujah. He has something. That was said concerning Jesus. Say that I have come in the volume of the books. It is written of me. I have come to fulfill. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your life is not what you think it is. But the key between now and what you can never become, I have given you the spirit which is of God that you will know that which is freely given to you by God. That you will know. That you will know. That you will know. Hallelujah. So the distinction between people is what they know. What do you know? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. The distinction between people is what they know. So in the, when it comes to knowledge, there are levels. Praise God. So I'm going to, we are going to do a, a bit of Greek. Amen. So there are four basic Greek words. Four Greek words that, that explains knowledge. And every word expresses a certain dimension or level of knowledge. The, every word gives a certain characteristic of the knowledge it is talking about. Hallelujah. So the first word I want us to look at right now is gnosis. Say with me, gnosis. Amen. Gnosis. Gnosis. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. Gnosis. 
nurses. Nurses is just what we all do in school. The Bible says that, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to make all men see. When we talk about nurses, the word to make all men see, he's using the word nurses. Nurses means scientific knowledge, a mental appreciation of facts and evidence, a mental appreciation of logic and reasoning. Hallelujah. It is the basic, the fundamental level of knowledge anybody can be exposed to. When we deal with nurses, we are dealing with numbers and graphs and scientific data. Are we together? So, somebody will come and tell you, oh, you know, if you do this and if you do that, this is what will happen. That is nurses. It's, It's normal knowledge. It has been tried and tested. We all know. Hallelujah. If you go to school and you learn mechanical engineering and you learn thermodynamics, it is nurses. It never changes. It's a principle. Everybody knows it. It is the same in Ghana. It is the same in Yuki. Are we together? The way a car moves, it doesn't change when you enter China. It is the same principle, the same science. Nurses. And that is where everybody is comfortable playing. That is the basic, basic level of knowledge. Basic. Tell somebody basic. This one is basic. And we have Bobra. What is here? There are professors who are poor. <laughs> there are people in business school who are lecturing who have not started even a shop. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Provision shop. So nurses is not for life. <laughs> are we together? How many of us have seen? Have, have you seen somebody who is selling who is selling handkerchief and yet is sweating? Yeah, that is nurses. <laughs> they know, they can explain to you what the kind of material, the fabric. No, a, a, a tailor, who can tell you the fabric, this one is for this, this one is for that. Yet, when she or he himself dresses, it doesn't look like a tailor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you seen a doctor who is sick himself? Have you seen a nurse who by her own negligence. Somebody was telling me uh, uh, their nursing manager or somebody, nursing manager has had stroke. And she knew. She, she was hypertensive. She had all those things. And she was not taking her medicine. She, she knew. She knew she had the medicine, but she was not taking it. And she knew that if she doesn't take it, this is what will happen. And it has happened. But when you go, she will tell you and threaten you, hey, if you don't take it, if you don't take it and they bring you here, I won't have time for you. Nurses. We don't live with nurses. Hallelujah. Are we together? Have you seen a mechanic who has repaired cars for 20 years and has never owned one before? He knows everything about car. But that knowledge does not give you a car. Am I communicating? That is the fundamental. And it is sad. A lot of people are fighting all over that one. People are going to school just to get the nurses. People read the Bible and it, it, they only appreciate the, the logic of it. And then, okay, so if God, if God is loving, why would this happen? If God this, then this. If that, ah, 
everything is if then if then when you play within that realm you are at the very you are the barest level the lowest level of knowledge am i communicating to somebody you are at the lowest level of knowledge you have not reached anywhere in fact you are at the most comfortable place of knowledge amen the best nurses will do for you is to help you to understand how to operate things, but you never really change anything. You can learn how to drive a car just to drive it, but you cannot do it yourself. Amen. They can even learn, you can even teach you how to manufacture, but you only get to manufacture what somebody has designed. You must go beyond the nurses to be able to create. That's one of the reasons why Africa does not have inventors. Because we don't know how to assess knowledge. Are we together? Hallelujah. We don't know how to assess knowledge. Look at all the scientific history that you can look at. Every time you have to talk about inventions, it has nothing to do with somebody who sat in school. There seemed to be a different realm a, pe a person was assessing and then something opened up to that person. Hallelujah. That's the basic level. I don't want to go today. I want to finish the sermon and finish it quick. Amen. Finish it. I said today we'll close at 11 in Jesus' name. It is well. Now I'm seeing the heart of people. The second level of knowledge after gnosis is the, is the gnosko. That's another Greek word, ginosko. Gino, when you talk about ginosko, ginosko is the, is, the, is the term for knowledge that is progressive, incomplete, it is relational. When you enter the ginosko, you, you, you are now beginning to relate with what you are learning in, in, your, in your personal way. So when we enter ginosko, for example, like a car, we know how to drive the car. But then, you have now advanced from just knowing how to drive a car to knowing how to drive the car on the kind of road you use. Because not all roads are roads. There are certain roads. They can shake your destiny. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now you are beginning... No, you didn't go to driving school to learn how to drive on a rough road. They just taught you how to drive. That is nurses. But then, as you begin to, you take that knowledge, then now you begin to subject that knowledge to your personal experience. You are now learning how to apply that knowledge to yourself. Hallelujah. Are we together? Amen. You are now learning how to apply that knowledge to yourself. It's like they teach you how to cook, how to cook stew. Uh, uh, that's how, how to do jollof. All right? That's one of my specialties. Yeah. You can ask Pastor Francis here. Yeah. He tasted my jollof last week. And his life since then has never been the same. Oh, you can, when you close, you can ask him. Amen. Yeah. The Lord has blessed you. <laughs> so, so everybody, everybody, learns how, everybody knows how to cook jollof, except some few people like uh, Yvette and people. Everybody knows how to cook jollof. Okay. Everybody. But <laughs> hallelujah. Are we together? Now, everybody knows how to cook jollof. But then you can marry some man and he says, Me, my jollof, I want more tomatoes. More. That is an application to a person. 
It does not necessarily change the process of cooking the jollof. Are we together? That is the gnosko. The kind of knowledge that is relational, progressive. And because, of, because it is progressive, that knowledge also grows. Maybe things will not go well and then that boy, he will leave you. And then now you get another boy and he also like a way he wants his jollof. So now you have to progress. You have to change things. Are you, are you, are you with me? Amen. May no, may no guy break your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is progressive. It is relational. The problem is that some people don't know the kind of knowledge they have. So they go imposing it on people. Sometimes the things you know, it's like, you know, somebody who has come out from a very bad relationship and that person is your mentor. It's likely you will never marry. <laughs> because their knowledge of relationship has gone beyond nurses and has now become a gnosko, a personal application. Say, hey, guys, when a guy says, look up, look down. Amen. That's not what is written. But she is communicating a personal experience. That is Ginosko. I'm using the very simple things to explain to you. These are progressive levels of knowledge. In the same way, when you come into the perceptions of the things of the spirits, that is where now you know, okay, in the realm of the spirit, there are, there are three realms. I mentioned them last week. There is first the spirit realm, where all spirits dwell. Then there is what? The angelic realm. And then there is the heavenly realm. Amen. Now, maybe you are coming from a certain tribe. And then that tribe, red, means danger. And then you see an angel. And that angel is clothed in red. Because uh, traditionally, everybody knows angels are clothed in white. Amen. That is not the case anyway. But you see an angel who is clothed in red. And because you are coming from a very traditional background, you have been trained. Red is danger. You go for funeral. Red and black. When somebody dies and a car uh, is carrying things and they want to tell that, hey, this one is danger ahead. They will be, uh, that, they, but that red thing. Uh -huh. So in your mind, red is danger. And then you see an angel who is dressed in red. And then he comes. And then he is smiling. Say, my children, God says there is a spirit of death that is coming. You are beginning to interpret that vision according to your personal leanings on what red means. That is why you should be smart when you are listening to prophetic messages. Bible said, Paul said that, let one prophesy, let the others judge. So now that's what I do in church. When people are giving word, I'm just here. There are some people, after ministrations, I, I speak to you directly to correct some things and to clarify some things that a prophet told you. I don't mention it, but then you know them yourself. There are some of you. Hallelujah. Are we together? Because there are some of the things a prophet may tell you all right, are you here? A prophet may tell you some of the things. He is not necessarily wrong, but he may not be so clear. And I am, because I know how spiritual things can be misinterpreted, I want to quickly communicate with you so that you do not use the prophecy to your head. Are we together? That is the Ginosko. When people privatize knowledge, it is not wrong, but then that knowledge is not concrete because that knowledge is growing with the person. Are we together? 
That knowledge is what? It's growing with the person. That knowledge has a lot of things influencing it. Amen. It has a lot of things influencing it. The Ginosko. Look at what the scripture said about the Ginosko. In John chapter 13 verse 12. It says that so after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? And he's using the word Ginosko. You have always been baffing. But now Jesus said, me, now I have washed your feet. Do you know what I have done to you? He is trying to tell them that. Do you see anything beyond a normal bath? Hallelujah. Do you see anything beyond a normal bath? Everybody, a uh, uh, hairdresser can put a hand on, on, on your head for one hour. And then I will also put my hand on your head for one second. Do you know, do you have a certain practical relational knowledge concerning hands that makes you see the difference in my hand and the difference in the hairdresser's hand? That is Ginosko. The gnosis is that, oh, when somebody puts their hand on my head, maybe he's doing something, that's okay. So you are not bothered. When all you know is a gnosis, you hardly perceive spiritual things. Because spiritual things will always find manifestation in the physical. And most of the time, the physical, they all look similar. Hallelujah. They all look what? Similar. Everybody after church or anywhere you go, everybody is shaking hands. Somebody also shakes hands. Say, hey, how are you? It's been a long time. Shake your hand. Took away an opportunity that is coming from you. But then to your mind, it is handshake. Hallelujah. To your mind is what? Because everybody is shaking hands. It's a Yapua, sorry. And as I'm a quick and everybody is shaking hands. Handshake is a, it's a, it's a sign of fellowship. It's a sign of greeting. So we are all shaking hands. It is the Ginosko that makes you see the differences. It's private. This hand. So as soon as the person says, this one is different from Pastor Shandor's hand. This hand is different. Hallelujah. Sometimes, Ginosko, you are a guy, you are confused. You can shake a lady's hand, you know. This one. There's virtue in here. I, I must pursue this one. God is speaking to me. God is speaking. You are a guy. May God open your eyes to see differences in handshake. Differences in hacks. Not every hack is friendly. Some hacks are communication. That are you not seeing me? You know, when a sister comes to hug you, she's going to say, are you not seeing me? We have been doing Bible study for too long. Are you not seeing anything? Amen. Guys, may God give you Ginosko. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. They say, my friends, the lady, it, it is not every credit we send that is just uh, goodness. It's not, oh, I'm just good. I'm not just good. I'm telling you something. <laughs> I'm telling you something. Sisters, are you with me? Oh, are you with me? Or oh, this one you don't like? It is not every good morning that a good morning. Am I watchman over you? I'm not watchman over you. Every early morning, six o'clock, good morning on WhatsApp. I'm not your watchman. So you should know that some good mornings are different. Not every good morning is a good morning. Some good morning is a message that I'm thinking about you. Yeah. So the sister, you you discern, you have Ginosko. And they also, good morning. Thank you for thinking about me. They can say, ah, I have scored the good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are we together? 
If your knowledge does not grow, you cannot separate. You cannot see differences in anything. That is why a lot of people walk around and arrogantly they say, oh, eh, there's nothing spiritual. No. Life is what we see. Amen. Because they don't have ginosko. They don't, they don't see differences in anything. Everything is the same. Everybody is smiling. Everybody, but they cannot see the other smile, which is actually some kind of insult. The person is smiling at you, but in their head, you don't see the difference. You see, every smile is a smile. Not every smile is a smile. Not every handshake is a handshake. Are you together? I'm not making you afraid of life. I am making you appreciate that this thing that we see, it is not a straight line. Not every car is a car. Some of them are coffins collecting people to go and dump them. You are traveling. Hey, come, come, come. Hey, hey. Come, come, come. Yeah, yeah, advert. One year, Kokunu. You must be sensitive. Hallelujah. You must be what? Sensitive. The third level is what we call epigenosco. In other words, we can also call it epignosis. Epignosco. Say with me, epignosco. Yeah, today, all of you are in Bible school. Epignosco. Epignosco means revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. Revelation knowledge. It is superior knowledge. It is advanced knowledge. And it requires a sharper edge in order to receive revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. Revelation what? Revelation knowledge. It is, it is the knowledge that goes beyond the facts. It is the knowledge that goes beyond the, 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 the gnosko, the inferences, you know. So, gnosis is the facts. The gnosko is the inference we make out of the facts and the application of that fact. But when we enter epignosis or epignosko, we are now seeing the revelation. We are seeing something beyond the facts. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of epignosis. For lack of revelation. My people are destroyed because they have rejected revelation. Revelation requires a higher sense of spiritual intelligence. It is, it is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 when we read. It says that it people, natural people, they think of it as foolishness. Revelation is when you know that ah, dear way, Maria school, my year mechanical engineering. And you know, I remember somebody, somebody said, uh, but if if I write application to work, it is 50-50. Either they take me or they don't take me. So if they take me, why is it the hand of God? He has gnosis. Hallelujah. He does not have epignosis, he does not have revelation. He does not know how to choose and where to be. There are things they are, they are not taught. Whoever knew that this place you want to go and work, that place will turn you into a thief. You have never been stealing until you got into a certain workplace and you met some people who for the first time in your life taught you that you know everybody is by his work. 
You were never a thief until you went to that place. There is no book that defines a place as a place where thievery or stealing is learned. You need revelation over the steps you take to know that, no, I must not go here. Hallelujah. Advanced knowledge. Revelation takes you to the future. Are we together? Revelation takes you to the future. It is one of the things that this generation does not have and does not want. Amen. Because you know something? Revelation imposes responsibility. When you have a revelation of the future, you cannot live anyhow in your presence. But because we want to live anyhow, we don't want to know what is there. That's why some people, when they are even fooling, then you tell them, this thing that you are doing, it will kill you. They get offended. Hallelujah. We prefer to live in ignorance and enjoy the foolishness of the present than to have revelation and embrace the responsibility of taking charge of our present day. Are we together? Hallelujah. Advanced knowledge. It takes you beyond the facts. Yes, the Bible has said that I will be blessed and I will be healthy. But what is the revelation? When I am entering a place, what is running through my mind regarding what the word of God has said? That is revelation. Revelation is what is written which has been inspired into your heart so that it goes beyond the written and now becomes a spoken word which you believe. Praise God. What is written? I know what is written. But how do I know the intent, the emotional position of the person whilst he wrote Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we together? For example, let's see some, some of this. Uh, uh, let, let me use a very normal thing. You can, you can be chatting or on a group group chat. And someone will say, you, 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 your head no good. And somebody will laugh. And somebody will also come in. Say, ah, but why should you say that? Somebody is laughing. Somebody is also angry. Everybody is seeing the written in a different way. That is revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what? Revelation. So, revelation takes you beyond the written. Amen. It takes you beyond the written. It takes you into the heart of the writer. It takes you into the mind of the writer. That's what the Bible says. That for who has known First Corinthians chapter two verse sixteen? Who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct him? Who has known the mind of the Lord when He wrote or when He spoke to the prophets and inspired them to write? What was He thinking? Glory to God. What was God thinking? When he wrote, he said that he has given us not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know all things that are freely given to us of God. So when he was writing those things, what was he thinking? Who is man that he is mindful of him? So there is a certain thing in the mind of God concerning you. It is a revelation that will bring you into the knowledge of that thing. 
Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. It is revelation that sets you in the center of God's will for your life. Revelation. See revelation. Amen. It is a revelation that puts you ahead in the matters of this life. Revelation determines who has the advantage in any case. Amen. Revelation gives you a step ahead of the ordinary people. Hallelujah. Everybody is coming to the workplace to apply because they have seen vacancy. But you are going there because God has spoken to you that this place is cardinal to your destiny. You are already a step ahead of the rest. Revelation reduces your options and increases your accuracy. When you have revelation, you are not bothered by many options over a matter. Because you have an access into the mind of God concerning that matter for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you are a young guy, you have revelation of who you will marry. You don't do trial and error. Amen. Don't do trial and error. Today, Elizabeth, three months, then you break up for all manner of reasons. And then you start with uh, who? Linda. Then after Linda, you switch. You go to Gloria. When we ask you, why are you doing that? Why are you spoiling the vine? Little foxes. You alone, you are a little fox. <laughs> the vineyard of God, you are spoiling it. So, but Papa, you know, we have to test, we have to be sure. You don't have revelation. You don't have revelation. Revelation reduces your options. You know, uh, I want to do business, Papa. And then you have written about 20 different plans. I want to do this one. Then I want to do this one. Ah, okay, okay. As now, now this is what I see money is in. Now, now, now. By the time you finish planning, another thing has come up. I think I can do this one. One year, you are still sampling plans. Because you don't have revelation. Because when you have revelation, when you have revelation, your, your options reduce. Your accuracy increases. Are we together? Your options, that's what? Reduce. Your accuracy increases. The level of the mistakes of your life, they reduce. See a young man at the age of 20, 22, who has revelation and is actively walking in aid. By the time he is 30, you will look at his life and you will think that God intentionally made his life so no, it is revelation because that life will be void of mistakes. Amen. And that is what I pray for every young man here and every young lady here. May you walk in such revelation that your, your steps, your choices will have high levels of accuracy. Mistakes that turns people upside down, people's life upside down, you will not make them. Some people are suffering today because of a single mistake. One day be, one day, just on one day. Hallelujah. May you walk in epignosis. Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaima Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. 
Welcome back to the message. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Very important. Huh. The Bible says something in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. It says, and, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Eh, by, by flatteries. But the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. The people that have epignosis, the people that have revelation of their God, they will be strong, the people. Say with me, the people. So he said that those who do wickedly against the covenant, he will corrupt by flatteries. But there are also another people. They have revelation. He says such people, they will be strong. They will be strong. And they will do exploits. So the secret to exploits in life, among other things, is revelation. Shout revelation. Hallelujah. The next, the final level of knowledge that you should be able to engage and grow into is the Edo, the Edo, E-I-D-O, or the Ido, the Edo. A lot of times we don't talk about the Edo because the Edo is rare. It is the highest level of perception, the highest level of knowing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The highest level of perception or knowing a person can attain. It is the intimate knowledge. Aido is intimate knowledge. Hallelujah. That is Aido. It is an intimate knowledge. Intimate knowledge because when you come to that level, what you know and then yourself, you have become one. So you have become the very representation of what you know. Hallelujah. You have become the exact representation of what you know. That is why in knowing God, we must know Christ. Because Christ is the idol. The Bible says the exact representation of the Father. The, uh, one guy was looking for the Father. Jesus said, ah, but you have seen me. If you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. That The knowledge of the Father and the person of Christ, they are one and the same. You must get to that place of intimate knowledge. When you perceive the realm of the spirit in that level of the Edo, that is where you see you become. Hallelujah. You see, then you become. You hear, then you are doing. That your, your, your bodily mechanism is so fused, so connected with the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord. It is the place of translations and the various uh, 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 mechanisms and dynamisms of the realm of the spirit. That place where your body has that strong connection to the spirit. It is as though, it is that place, see, sometimes, <laughs> for example, when you are doing deliverance and somebody is a spirit of snake and the person will be on the floor moving as if they are a snake. How many of us have seen those things before? That is idol. There is a spirit and there is a body and the body is connected to the spirit that the body is showing the nature of the spirit hallelujah the nature of the spirit in the same way there is a certain intimate knowledge we have in god where what we know and what we are are the same if you if 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 your knowledge of prosperity gets to the idol level you can never be poor no matter what you do it, it is you, you've gone past poverty hallelujah a lot of us, we are still playing around 
Ginosko. We have not even gotten to the place of revelation yet. Because the way I see some of you and the way you live your life, I don't think you have a revelation. I don't think so. Amen. Hallelujah. No, I don't think. I'm sure you are still trying to figure out how to relate with what you have been taught. You are, still, you are still trying to figure out how to apply it to your life. So you still have some challenges. You do one day, two days, then third day. So then you stop. Then you go back into the normal way of doing things. And then something will stir you up. Maybe one meeting, maybe then some papa will say something. And then it will stir you up. Ah, now I've charged this month. I'm waiting. Okay, so today is 18th. I'm waiting. 1st August. I'm starting again. So I have two weeks to do the normal things. You have not gotten anywhere. In fact, you don't have revelation. Because revelation is impulsive. Hallelujah. Revelation does not allow you to live anyhow. Amen. Praise God. Revelation does not allow you. So, and it is sustainable application of revelation that brings a person into that place of intimate knowledge. Into that place of what? Intimate knowledge. That place where the life of the person and what they know are the same. Are we together? So you don't know. God, you know that ah, God heals the sick. Ah, my, my body is the temple of God. Yet you are in the queue at the OPD. That is not to say that if you are in a queue at the OPD, you are wrong. You are not wrong. Your, your knowledge has not become fruitful yet. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are some of us, as soon as we see any symptom, we go to Google. We are going for gnosis. And then see how we can translate it into a gnosko. How it applies to us. And then, yeah, I think, I'm, I think it's true. I think... I think what I have is, is uh, so now that they even have their own name. Eh? As soon as you wake up and then your, your one eye is red and then this, you go to Google. Um, what does red eye early morning means? <laughs> Amen. Do I have witnesses in the house? What does red eye early morning means? Instead of you to go to 1 John chapter uh, 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 3, or uh, 3 John verse 2. Instead of you to go there, instead of you to go to Psalm 107 verse 20, you go to Google. So at the end of the day, you have your own determination. How are you? I feel, I feel my body, my body. I'm not feeling myself. Those of us who have uh, friends, nurses and doctors, then we what's happening there? This, 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 what do we do? This, 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 what do we do? Hallelujah. So that is, that's why I see. I see that. We have not gone into revelation yet. Amen. We have not gone into revelation yet. We are still playing around Gnosis and Gnosko. Once in a while, we enter Revelation 1 in service. And then the word will enter. Wow, Kappa, Yotataya. You, you go home, Gnosko. Hallelujah. After listening to Adam FM, you go back to Gnosis. Then you dwell in nurses for one, one or two weeks. Then maybe one day you chance on some Facebook video, be then you go to Kinosko. Then some once in some two months, some fiery word will come. Hey, my faith is stirred up. You enter epignosis. 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they call you. Hey, your mom is sick. Oh, we have just rushed her to hospital. Hey, what? Then you enter epignosis. Uh, you, you enter gymnosis. That shock. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to be very practical. This is life. I want to teach you how to handle things of the spirit. How to stay in the spirit. Amen. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm... Okay, let's continue. I thought we close at 11. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Glory to God. Amen. Say we will close at 11. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. Now, I want us to note this thing. Perception, okay, is an activity of the heart. So I'm talking about perception, knowing. So I'm talking about gnosis and all of that. It's an activity of the heart. So we engage our heart through the principle of meditation in order to unlock realms of knowledge. Are we together? We engage our hearts. It is with the hearts we know. It is with the heart. With the heart you know. When we engage our hearts through meditation, it helps us to unlock realms of knowledge that will impart on the life that we live. Are we together? Taking it again. When we engage our heart by the principle of meditation, meditation, what happens is that realms of knowledge opens to us where we are able to assess different levels of knowledge. So it is in the in the principle of meditation, you are able to assess the gnosis. So it depends on the level of your meditation that will open you up to the level of knowledge that you have. There are a lot of issues that you may be, fa- you may be facing. The difference between you and the doctor is that the doctor knows your problem. You don't know. Are we together? So imagine you know it and you know what to do. The difference between you and uh, the investment consultant is he knows how to use your money you don't know how amen hallelujah am i am i communicating somebody praise the lord so a lot of the times we are in all of life when we are trading we are just trading what we have for what we don't know so you will give money for someone to do for you what you don't know. Amen. But then if we can learn to meditate, meditation is a lost art in Christendom today. We have left it to new ages and uh, 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 psychic practitioners and all manner. I don't know those people. But look at something, what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 3 to 4. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 3 to 4. He says something. 
Deuteronomy 29, verse 3 to 4, it says that the great temptations which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great miracles, you know, yet, so he's talking about Egypt and how that God did so many things. Yet Pharaoh, <laughs> Pharaoh could not see what was happening. He says that yet the Lord has not given you an heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear even unto this day. In Mark chapter 8 verse 17, the Bible says, And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye? Because you have no bread. Perceive ye not yet, neither understand. Have ye your heart yet hardened? So he's talking about perception. And he says that, has your heart been hardened so that you cannot perceive? So perception is of the heart. Hallelujah. Perception is of the what? Of the heart. And how do we engage our heart to perceive? We must meditate. We must do what? Meditate. Meditation is too difficult today because of the abundance of noise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because of the what? Abundance of noise. In fact, there are some people we can't even stand silence. Amen. You go to the streets. Somebody has a shop. He is inside the shop and he has brought speaker outside to play for people who he doesn't know. And he himself is inside the shop. So somebody is playing this. Somebody is playing that one. Everybody is playing something. You enter somewhere. You go to a uh, car park. Everybody is making noise. Everybody. Hallelujah. So, it has made meditation too difficult. There are some people that are too addicted. 6 a.m. As soon as they wake up, they put on FM. News at 6. Hallelujah. News at what? I don't know if they are governors and politicians. Amen. What do you want news at 6 for? Isn't that the reason why you are always complaining, you know, ah, things are hard. Oh, things are hard. You see, things are hard. But do you know something? Things will never get better. It is in the Bible. Things will never get better. Things will never become cheap. Ever. In your life. Have you heard some before? Ever since you were born. That you got to a time in your life. And things were cheaper ever. Have you heard some before? Focus on making more money and stop complaining. <laughs> Focus on making more money. If you were making thousand a month and life was comfortable and they have increased prices, now think of how you will make two thousand. The same energy you use complaining. Ah, now say they will go to my sick to even answer. And the physical baby. So let's see how I communicate. Focus that energy on how to increase your earnings, how to make it, how to how to scale up. Hallelujah. So if the problems come to level two, jump to level five. Amen. So much noise, people cannot meditate. People cannot stand silence even for five minutes. Five minutes. 
Sometimes you do uh, in function, you say one minute silence for a departed person. Sometimes you count 20 seconds and then they finish. They are in a hurry. Everybody is in a hurry. They wake up in the morning, they are in a hurry. Hallelujah. Everybody is in a hurry. Amen. You know, everybody is in a hurry. Nobody wants to endure any process. Microwave generation. Everything is do this, do that, do that. Pink, 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 pink. Don't we have it? We have turned God into a fetish priest. Bring two fowl, and then this, and then that, and that, and I will do it. Everything is transactional. The reason why people have become offended in God because they are taught if you do this and if you bring this one, God will do this one, and then they will do their part. And God says, "Me, I'm not controlled by man." I didn't authorize this one. I am not in it. Pastor, you are on your own. And the pastor to us is as powerless as you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, as a man of God, anything God did not authorize, if you instruct, you are on your own. Amen. If you instruct, people say, bring this one, and God is like, bring this one, you are on your own, or God is looking at you. Say, hey, my friend, I didn't say this one. So as you are telling them to bring money, be prepared to serve them the answers. Hallelujah. We have turned everything into transaction. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Am I communicating to somebody? So meditation is what unlocks the heart to perceive deeper realms of knowledge. Meditation. Say with me meditation. Say with me meditation. Say with me meditation. The Bible says something beautiful in, in the book of Psalms 19 verse 14. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Glory to God. So, there are ways to meditate in order for your meditation to be acceptable. Amen. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. So that means that not every meditation is acceptable. Amen. Not every meditation is what? It's acceptable. There are certain meditations they produce evil in your heart. The Bible talks about the wicked people, the wicked man, who wakes up in the morning on their bed, they conceive evil and they go out to execute it. So, there are unacceptable meditations. There are acceptable meditations. Meditations that engages God. Meditations that touches God. Meditations that, that pulls God into your situation. Meditations that, that gives you understanding in the issues that you are handling. A lot of times, a lot of us, we waste our energy worrying about the issue and then multiplying the fear instead of meditating on the word of God and then getting the solution for the problem. Hallelujah. So people can wake up. I tell people, if you know how to worry, you have already qualified for the school of meditation because you have already trained your body and your mind to meditate by worrying. Amen. Hallelujah. You have already changed. Some of us, there are some people, they can worry in silence and they can worry with the aid of music. Some can even worry with alcohol. So we have things that helps us to worry. In the same way, there are things that helps us to meditate. In fact, if you are, if you are a, a, a talented warrior, 
you have already passed the exam into the school of meditation. So if you are here, you are worried before over any matter. I'm speaking to you today. You can change your direction. So if you are worrying now, turn 180 degrees and now start meditating. You worry to increase your fear. You meditate to increase your wisdom. Hallelujah. You worry to increase your fear. You meditate to increase your wisdom. And wisdom will deliver solutions. Wisdom will do what? Wisdom will do what? Wisdom will deliver solutions to you. So let's look at some beautiful. I think I've preached this scripture. I've preached this one here before, so I'll be very quick on how to meditate. How to do what? How to do what? How to meditate. How to meditate. There is just beautiful scripture. Give me Gen, uh, James, the book of James, chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. The book of James, chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. 15 to 17. Let's do it quick. It says that this wisdom descended not from above. Let's start from the verse 14. 14. But if ye have bitter envy and strive in your hearts, glory not. If you have, I'll mention this one quickly. If you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, the, the place where meditation happens, glory not, and lie not against the truth. What is he saying? This wisdom, it descended not from above, and it is, but it is earthly, it is sensual, it is devilish. So there are kinds of wisdom. Are you with me? There are kinds of wisdom. We have earthly wisdom. We have sensual wisdom. We have devilish wisdom. And he said that there is also another wisdom in the verse 16. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. 17. But the wisdom that is from above. So there is another wisdom that is from above. How many of us are ready for the wisdom that is from above? See that the wisdom that is from above, it is first of all pure. And then it is peaceable. It is gentle and easy to be entreated. It is full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So there are different kinds of wisdom. What wisdom do you access in your heart? The first level of meditation I want to quickly talk about is from the Hebrew word, the Sikha level. Say the Sikha. The Sikha level. The Sikha level is very simple. It's, 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 it's the entry level of meditation. It is the level of reflection. In the Sikha level, you are only reflecting. You, 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 there is, it's called introspection. All right? Devotion. Brooding over a matter. Brooding over a case. Maybe they have called you. That, hey, um, we, are, we, are, we are considering laying off some workers. By the end of this month, we will decide on what to do. And it is worrying you. Wow, hey, they're going to leave me off. How can I do this? How can I do that? How can I do this? Instead of worrying, enter into reflection. Begin to think on these things. Hallelujah. You see car overhead. See car is often characterized by deep thinking and silence. If you don't know how to stay silent, you can never meditate. Hallelujah. Silence is the breeding ground. 
There is a breeding ground for meditation. Learn to quiet your atmosphere. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Learn to quiet your atmosphere. Don't be too careless about the things that you hear. Don't be too careless about your atmosphere and the people speaking in your environment. So now I'll be in the car and I'll be searching for a radio station. I'll just put it on scan. And then they come and they go. This one comes, then this one goes. I can go from beginning to end and then start again and I'll just put it off. I am not just, I don't just want sound. I want something that will, because I know anything I hear is entering me. And when I enter into my silence to brood over matters, they will all come up. Because silence is an invitation that you give to every information that has entered you to present itself. So, as soon as you enter into silence, everything that you have heard in the day, they all come up. Everyone is waiting. Everyone is vying for your attention. Hallelujah. So, maybe you started the day. You, you, you started the day and then there is a neighbor who opened Adam FM, Adam Kasiabo. Then, you were, you were just doing your thing, but it was entering. Hallelujah. Then you enter uh, church row, and then they are playing Adua Yemewe. And then, you are just minding your own business, but this is entering. And then you enter the workplace. Somebody comes and they, oh, this, this, this. I want that. I want this. And then somebody will make a uh, make a comment. Charlie, did you see the guy? The, the lady's dress is very nice. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Then you come home. You are about to sleep. But every everything is coming back. Adjoya Mire is coming. And then this one is coming. Everything wants your attention. They say, hey, what is happening? Let me go to Facebook and find out about him. Then you will go. Every information comes up vying for your attention. And that which you give attention to will fill your mind and become a thought. So, if you don't know how to master silence, you will never succeed in meditation. Oh, you can, as soon as you lie down, so... Then I don't I don't come. You are not really interested in it to go. Then convocator will come. You are not interested in it to go. Then you remember how your colleague commented on somebody's dress. Uh-huh, yes, I have to sew a new dress. Yeah, I have to sew a new dress. Then you go to Facebook or Pinterest. How many of us know Pinterest? Yeah, and then you'll be looking for dress designs. So dress designs. Then you will send one to your boyfriend. What do you think about this? He's not thinking about it. <laughs> he won't think about it. Guys, listen, if any lady says you just say, what do you think about it? Say, I'm not thinking about it. I am thinking on the law. I have set my heart on the word of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't think about it. She is wasting her meditation hours. Hallelujah. Amen. You must see, Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 97 to 99, it says, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day. Thou through your commandments, you have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Hallelujah. They are ever with me. Says I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your for your testimonies are my meditation. And he uses the word seeker. I think about them. So you want to build your capacity to perceive things of the spirit. Mind the things you think about. Am I communicating? Mind the things you think about. 
Some of us, our minds are on auto gear, no direction. When we are, when we are sitting at your store, so you are just sitting there. When somebody's four by four comes, oh, actually nice cow. That is the conversation for the next five minutes. Then after five minutes, no, some lady be do be passing with a nice shape. Say Charlie, eh, today they are done that. Then ten minutes, that's also another conversation. Hallelujah. And then some guy will be passing with his auto facer. This guy, I see, see this guy, I don't know what they do for a year. Every day they bring this, every day. Then that is another conversation for 20 minutes. So the entire eight hours you are in the store, you don't have control over your mind. Your mind is on auto gear. It goes like this, goes like that, like that. So when you finish, end of the day, one year, you have not created anything in your life. And you are looking for which demon to blame. Spirit of setback in my family. Nobody is setting you back. Your mind has been empty the whole year. <laughs> Am I complaining to somebody? Your mind has been empty the whole year. Thinking about people's car, people's uh, uh, somebody's uh, motor, somebody's this. You, you'll be thinking about everything. You'll be posting. Some, some people can be on Facebook. Uh, chief defenders and they'll be making argument post this and then post that and they'll go and look for fat and bring it your mind is empty you have problems yet you will come to pastor i don't know everything i do is not working i don't know spend that time thinking about what you do you will know how to make it work hallelujah the sicker level is the place of thinking you think other than that look the spiritual will always be a mystery to you to be a mystery. Think. Tell somebody, think. No, if that person is not happy, tell another person, think. Yeah, we are not coming here to make enemies. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Are we together? Praise God. In the sicker level, you subject your mind to the influence of the Spirit, the brooding of the Holy Ghost. That, oh, Spirit of God brood over my mind take over my mind use my mind as a tool and then begin to open up issues to me as i think about them as i think about why my life for the past three years has not seen any major improvement open my mind to something open my mind to the way i live and the choices i make bring something to my mind bring something to my attention subject your mind to the holy ghost that oh god brood over my mind brood over my mind brood over my mind the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel hallelujah you enter into prayer when when, when you, you you are about to sleep you open the bible you are reading say, spirit of god brood over my mind brood over my mind the spirit of counsel and might brood over my mind show me things as i am reading as i am thinking take the steer of my thoughts and then steer my thought to the place where my attention should be that's how you meditate you must take charge of your mind and know where to place it glory to god hallelujah you must take charge of your mind and know where to place it Sometimes some people you'll be talking and you are you are explaining a lot of problems. And sometimes some of the things you say, God has not said anything. But we will just be interviewing you. This one, this, and then that one, that, and then that one, that, and then that one, that. And I mentioned, but what about this one? Then your mind will go to say, mm, I never saw. But all this one, this thing has been there. Your mind never went there. Hallelujah. 
the mind of Christ. Say that, but we have the mind. Say with me, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again, I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Then they go to the second level. I'm not going deeper into it because of the time. The second level is the Siak level. Say the Siak level. So the Siak level, you are moving from just reflection, just thinking. You are now beginning to engage your thoughts in a more dramatic way. Hallelujah. Like the Bible says, come, let us reason together. So your thoughts is just the beginning. You should learn how to engage your thoughts. You should learn how to ask yourself questions. Sometimes the answer is right with you. Ah, Why are things not going on? But the Bible says this, and then the Bible says that, God, why, why, why am I not seeing it? And then another scripture will come to your mind, okay, and the word of the Lord said this, oh wow, so okay, so if it is this, then why not that? Then another thought will come. You are communing with yourself, you are at a siak level, you are now determining where you will stand on the matter. Are we together? You are not determining where you will stand on the matter. It is more aggressive. That is where you are, you are, you are fighting against in your own mind. You are fighting against limitations. You are fighting against no, no, ah, God. But your word says that I will prosper. Then another mind will come. But then in your house, nobody has built before. Then you will think the Bible says that we will build houses. And ah, then another one will come. But then uh, that your uncle who tried to build, they killed him. But another one will say, God says that you will not die, but you will live. Then that is how that's how the siak works. So you are now you are now fighting in between systems and positions. So that is the place where the word of God, which has dwelt in you, will prevail. Because a lot of times. People already defeat themselves in their mind before you even have a chance to encourage them. When you see them, even when you're trying to encourage them, oh, Papa, I know, I know, all that you are saying, I know. But the reality is that that means that that person has already been defeated in the siak. In their meditations, they themselves have found reasons why the thing will not work. But in the siak, we are seeking to overcome every limitation. We are seeking to overcome anything that makes us doubt the word of God. We are seeking to overcome anything that makes us fear. We are seeking to overcome any kind of, 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 of uh, uh, trend or pattern that we identify. The siak is the place where God will bring to you all the matters that stand against you so that you can confront them and then after the siak you will enter the hagar level see the hagar you enter the hagar level the, the, the hagar means to best forth to speak forth to declare forth hallelujah so you will see that in the siak you have been fighting and this and that and this and that now when you have taken that authority in the siak you enter into the highest level of meditation now you are beginning to speak forth that means that you have gone through an entire process you have already overcome you are now declaring i am blessed of the lord i would not be the least i would rather be the best i will not be the 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 last i would rather be the first you have entered the haggai you are now speaking it forth hallelujah that's what the bible says out of the abundance of the hearts out of the world 
out of the siak of the hearts, out of the abundance, the mouth will now speak forth. Glory to God. That is the place of prophetic authority. Glory to Jesus. There are issues sometimes if you understand spiritual things. Because you see, the spiritual world is framed by words. The distance between the spiritual and the physical is word. Words. Amen. Words. Yesterday I was, I was telling some of us that look, like this COVID that we are talking about, everybody is silent. It's as if there is no COVID. Let us start talking about COVID. Tomorrow we will start recording cases. The things that are not seen, as soon as they find words, because words are the building blocks of spirit matter by which they are transformed into physical matter. Amen. Hallelujah. You know how, you know how sometimes it's like relationship, man. They, today I'm hitting some relationship things. How a guy, a guy and a lady, they, they, they call themselves friends. But then, the guy is doing everything. The lady even thinks she's in the relationship. Hallelujah. Are we together? The way you are not responding is like, the guy is doing everything. So, the lady even thinks she's in the relationship. The guy is cool, days, you know, all the things that you like. And then one day, this guy is now going out with somebody else. And you are hurt. How many of us have seen those things? I'm going to say how many of us have spent. How many of us have seen? And you are hurt. Amen. You are hurt. Why have you wasted? And then all he will say is, but I didn't say. Isn't it? I didn't say anything. I didn't say. I didn't say I want to go out with you. So, so why were you doing this? And then why will you always come to my house in the morning? Why will you drive me here? Why will you do this? My birthday, you did. Why? But I didn't say. So that means that all the unseen things you were feeling, they all boil down to he didn't say. And because he didn't say, they don't exist. Have you seen the thing? The distance between the unseen and the seen is what we see. So when we come to the place of the Hagar, we are now forming. Glory to God. We are now. For- if you understand the realm and the world of the spirit, you don't speak anyhow. You must make sure that anything you speak, it has gone through the necessary processes in order to get the desired energy. Because words that do not carry energy, they are what the Bible calls vain words vain empty words you can say be healed it is empty word because that word is not coming from the abundance from the siak of the heart hallelujah you can say i am healed and then you are looking for paracetamol because that word does not carry the energy to form the spiritual to translate the spiritual into the physical you can say i am prosperous i am rich and then you will what's up charlie you don't get 50 grand and make a sort my body small hallelujah are we together it does not mean that you won't get there but you must get there you must understand the the, the DNA of words when the word does not carry energy it cannot form anything are we together? when the word ha, you can say, it is not vain spirituality is not about vain a witch can kill you don't say me I don't fear any witch that word is empty 
how much meditation has that word gone through? What journey have you made in your hearts to come to that place where you can look at that wedge and say, you can't do me foco. <laughs> Amen. If that you can't do me foco is empty words, that witch will look at you and say, don't worry. We will meet in the evening. We will meet in the evening. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you say, I cannot die, and then we take that word and send it to the divine lab, heavenly lab. And we weigh, we want to look at the amount of power in that word. The amount of conviction. We do qualitative analysis. Then the result will come. Power, 1.5%. Conviction, 2%. Hallelujah. Anointing, 0.2%. Amen. So that power is just only about 5% effective. That word. But when that word has been subjected to the fiery furnace of the siak, you stay on the word. Baradadabashote imakula brandabash. Ted John 2. I wish above all things. That thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. You go to the, uh, the doctor, the doctor says, You have cancer. I cannot have cancer. That word is different from Vim. It's not Vim. Vim, you will die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we together? It is the energy of God in the words you speak. The power of God in the words you speak that determines the ability of that word to frame the physical for you. Hallelujah. Are we together? The Bible said it in Hebrews that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Hey! By the word, the centurion said, I am a man under authority. I speak to this one, come and he come in. I speak to this one, go and he go in. I have known you. I have heard of you. I have taken time to decide to call you. I know what you carry. Just speak a word. Jesus said, I have not seen so great faith. I have not seen someone who understands the things of the spirit. I have not seen someone who knows the importance of words. Hallelujah. Do you know the reason why when you speak negative words, it comes in? Because they are empty. The devil takes the responsibility of supplying energy to it. Hallelujah. They are empty words. You did not meditate them. Negative words are not require anointing. They are empty words. Because they are empty, the devil takes them and takes them. He, he gives himself the responsibility of supplying the necessary energy, the necessary power, the necessary logistics to make that word come to pass. In the same way, when you speak by the inspiration of the Spirit, when you speak by the power of God, when you speak by the faith of God, he said that we having the same spirit of faith, we believe and we also speak. Somebody here, we having the same spirit of faith. Is there somebody here who believes in something? 
Glory to Jesus. You see, we have the same spirit of faith. But let me end with this one. Five minutes I'm ending. I'll just mention this one quickly. If you go and see my note there, I have cut the note into two. Because I want to keep my word. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed? Amen. Because, in conclusion, let me say this. Because the heart is the center of perception. Because our heart. It is the center of perception. We must learn to keep our hearts, protect our heart. Hallelujah. If the devil wants to corrupt the words that come from your mouth, in other words, to take full control of your spiritual atmosphere and determine what happens to you, he will first corrupt your heart. Because everything that proceeds from your mouth is coming from them. If he corrupts it, he will be able to use your words against you. The devil has no right into your life except by what you have said. Ha. See, this sickness there, it will kill me. So the devil says, ah, we have gotten it. We now have the right to kill this person. Hallelujah. Later on, you'll be praying, oh God, your healing power, healing power will come. Are we together? Healing power will not come. Protect your heart. Protect your heart. Tell somebody, protect your heart. Romans chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible said, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. But on that good ground, the one which fell on the good ground, they are they which in an honest and a good heart. There is an honest and a good heart that brings fruitfulness to anything that enters it. See that, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, they keep it. And they bring forth fruit with patience. Honest and a good heart. They receive the word, they keep it. They receive the word, they keep it. And then they produce Keep your heart with all diligence. I have written five things here that you must protect your heart from. I'll just mention all of them. Number one, keep your heart from malice against another. Keep your heart from malice. You are not minister of destruction. Stop thinking about people in a destructive way. And you have a problem with anybody. Hallelujah. There is no anointing to destroy anybody. Amen. Are we together? Keep your heart from malice. Love everybody. Love everybody. Leave people to God to deal with them. You are not the one. God has called you to be an apostle. God has not called you to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 a slayer of, of, of giants. To be slaying people. God has not called you to be a, a, a destiny valuer. You are not the one who looks at people and determines whether they will make it or not. Are we together? Hallelujah. You are not the one. God has not sanctioned you to look at people and say that they will, they will, this will, happen, they will crash very soon. Ah, if, 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 if God does not do something about these people, ah, then he is not God. God will disappoint you. Amen. God will. Huh. You, the person you don't like, somebody is also, God is also looking for a preacher and he's looking at that person. God is looking at the way the person is so energetic, passionate about sin. Amen. 
there are some guys any any club in Accra they enter amen any kind of woman from Eno Mary to uh, 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 what do you call it <laughs> to Ajuamansa they will chase God is looking for an evangelist God is marking that character so yeah I like this one he has confidence to enter everywhere then you are saying this guy this guy there God ha. see we, we are praying you can never be like us God is also looking at this guy one day one day you meet this guy and he's preaching everywhere on Facebook and he has a church he has 10,000 members hey how did he God said when you were being selective in the even small evangelism you have to do you are selective you look at these people these books. I don't think they will listen let me go for this one this one, I don't, I don't, let me speak to this person. And God is looking for somebody who enters anywhere, who speaks to anybody, who has influence. Hallelujah. Are we together? Keep no malice against anybody. Number two, keep your heart from, from offense against another. Paul said, I exercise myself that I will not be offended in God and in man. Never be offended. Hallelujah. Somebody is doing something bad. Give that person the benefit of the doubt. Hallelujah. Amen. On the cross, on the cross, Jesus had every reason to curse the Roman soldiers. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. They don't know. They don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. Keep your hearts from offense. Number three, keep your heart from unwholesome conversations. Keep your heart from unwholesome conversations. Charlie, the shoddy, the shoddy we see for church, how, how, how you they see him? <laughs> you came to seek the Holy Ghost. Somebody is bringing shoddy into your heart. Then the following Sunday, when you now come, when we are worshiping, we give you glory, Lord. And you'll be looking at the person at the corner of your eye. Because last week, somebody sowed a thought into your heart. So we are worshipping. You are looking at Shodi. You are looking at Shodi. You come to church, you want to sit by the Shodi and then the, the usher who is filled with the Holy Ghost will change your position. So this usher, then me, me then I'm on a spirit, no, they meet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Keep your heart from unwholesome. Concerning lots, the Bible says that righteous man in seeing and hearing what the people did. The Bible said he vexed his righteous soul. That was in him. He vexed his righteous soul. Protect your heart. Some of the things people say, hey, Mr. Righteous. Yeah. Thank God they didn't call you Mr. Thief. Some people, some people feel shy when people are saying, hey, I'll suffer, I'll suffer, I'll suffer. Hey, so what should they They should call you thief. Mr. Thief or Mr. Medra. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will say, ah, so full, so full. As for you, dear, anything, anything small we say, then you vex. Let them be uncomfortable with your presence because you have a duty to protect what enters here. Hallelujah. What enters here? It is your, it is your store. People will come, your boys will come. Tell hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your store. You are the one that has been employed. Sack them. Yeah, master. Over here when we come. Either we are talking about money, we are talking about God, 
You are talking about ministry. You are talking about life and how it can be better. Don't come and talk about women and, and James Bush and Shatawali uh, uh, Stone Boy. Amen. After are you with me? Yeah. He's a Shata, Shata fan, Shatama. Hallelujah. Protect your heart from unholy. Some things are not sin. Right? They are not sins. But they, they, they position you in a place where you are not able to make a sense of what is important. Are you with me here? Yeah. They, they cloud your heart. And finally, number four, let your heart pursue peace with all men. Pursue peace with all men. Strife shouldn't be part of your life. Hallelujah. If I'm glory life here, let your life be characterized with peace. Amen. Say, ah, this guy. Hey, I swear. You know what, guys? This guy, eh, I get him. Man. The way I go do him. I go mafia. Hallelujah. And then ladies will do. I call my own. The lady, they don't speak English. Say, Pursue peace with all men. Amen. When somebody does something wrong and the person sees them, what comes to say, Oh, Charlie, I'm sorry. Don't make it difficult for the person. Are we together? Don't make it difficult. I'm stretching the caca. More stretching. Oh God, forgive me. And you are crying. God of mercy and compassion. And because I understand. I love you, but I want to stretch you small. <laughs> I want to stretch you small. Pursue peace with all men. Hallelujah. Pursue what? Make life easy for everybody around you. Amen. Yeah. You are not the devil's mayor. Everywhere you are, things are difficult for people. Finally, set your heart in honor of the brethren. Set your heart in what? In honor of them. Don't let anybody poison you about another. Hallelujah. Somebody can, ah, you see? <laughs> you, the way, anytime you are working with Pastor Francis and you'll be laughing at you, you think it is, it is like that. Yeah. Please let it be like that. <laughs> Amen. Tell the person, I beg. Let it be like that. Where my heart is, let it be there. Don't come and shift it. Heart shifter. There are some people in church, they are heart shifters. They shift the heart of people away from others. Amen. Set your heart in honor of the brethren. Somebody said, ah, the way this guy was laughing and looking at me, so he didn't see anything. I said, please, I didn't see anything. I don't want to see anything. You don't want to come and interpret laughter. You, you are the gift, the gift of interpret, interpretation of laughter. So he was laughing at you because of your shoe. And I heard him say something like that. Don't you see the way pastor was preaching? Don't you see pastor is talking about you? What do you think? Just think deep. Stay woke. Think deep. No, just look at the way, look at pastor's examples. Are you not sure he is talking about you? Now, now I mean now that these pastors, that person is trying to shift your heart. Are we together? 
pursue honor for the brethren. People are talking about uh, your friend, your pastor, your church mates. When you go there, it's not like that. What they are saying is true. You get it. I said, oh, I beg. They're saying it's not like that. That why it's not like okay. Some some people will come and they will they will drag somebody. <laughs> this is the one who goes to church. Let's go and let's go and ask them. <laughs> so they will come. Say, some people will come to me. So man of God. So pastor, this and this and this, prophet, this, this they are doing. Is it good? <laughs> and I know what they are doing is not good. But I'm not talking to a fellow pastor. If, if I'm talking to a fellow pastor, I know how I will talk. I'm talking to somebody who doesn't even want to come to church. So if I am not careful with my answer, that person will, maybe that person is going to go to church next week. He will make it next year. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I have a way of talking. Honor for the brethren. Other than that, you will always set your hearts against people. Every day, there are some people, you are, they are not happy. You ask them why. They are complaining about a lot of things. Have you met such people? All the things they complain about, nothing has happened to them. None of them has happened to them. What happened to somebody? What they heard? What they saw somewhere? But they themselves, their thing has not happened to them. Yet they are angry. Have you seen anybody like that? They are angry. They are angry about something that happened to somebody, but their thing has not happened to them. Set your heart in honor of their brethren. Hallelujah. Slap your hands together and jump on your feet. I hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information, visit our website at www.glorylifecity.church and connect with us on social media at Glory Life City Church. Contact us on 266 or 54